So today we'll add a new personality to our lineup of meta subjects. And that is what we call the neutral person. Neutral in the sense that we don't have particularly strong feelings about them, either one way or another. So we don't particularly like them. We don't particularly dislike them. They're just kind of neutral. Maybe we don't know that much about them. We haven't had that much contact with them. There's somebody who we're aware of their existence, but we haven't made a big decision about where they fall on the liking or not liking spectrum. So you can just kind of review the list of your acquaintances in this world, seeing if there's a being that you can find that falls into this category. Here on retreat, people will often choose maybe a member of the staff, someone who's kind of around the periphery of the environment here. You kind of know they're there, but you haven't really had any contact with them directly. You don't know if you might like them or not, don't really know anything about them, but you know they're here, and you kind of see them at work in their milieu. Or maybe we can think of somebody from our life back home that kind of falls into that category. Maybe our letter carrier or a cashier at the bank, somebody who's kind of around, but that we haven't had a chance to really get to know. So we don't have particular, particular feelings about them yet. For some people, it's a little easier uh, for this type of uh, person, a neutral person, to pick somebody that they don't know at all. So maybe somebody that's in the news or a public figure if you can find one of those that you don't have strong feelings about one way or the other. <laughs> you know, maybe some human interest story that you glimpsed a picture in the newspaper, you know, a newscaster that you've just seen a couple of times or something, somebody that you don't have particularly strong feelings about, but you kind of know that they're out there in the world. So just reflecting and settling on some being that falls into this neutral person category. And then gently beginning to pick up the strand of the meditation as we've been doing these past days. Starting with whatever being you found to be the easiest entry point to a feeling of metta. Whether it's yourself, seeing yourself maybe as you were as a young child, or as those around you that love you might see you. Seeing yourself through the eyes of love. Or seeing yourself as you are now, connecting with the good qualities of heart and mind that you possess. Or if that's not an easy point of entry for you, then choosing a benefactor, 
any other being that is an easy entry point into the feeling of metta. Seeing them through the eyes of love. Remembering their good qualities, their good acts. Bringing to mind an image of this person or a felt sense of their being. Remembering the wish for happiness that lives deep in their heart, whether it's our own wish or this other being's. Out of the recognition of that wish, can we then find it in our hearts to wish that for them? that their heart's deepest desires might be fulfilled, that we may be safe, that we may be happy, that we may be healthy, that we may be able to live with ease in this world, So offering those wishes at your own pace, taking as much time as you need to notice the reactions of the heart and to allow it to just gently unfold itself. May I be free from danger. May I be free from mental suffering. May I be free from physical suffering. May I enjoy ease of well-being.
Moving on now, if it feels like the heart is ready, to the next easiest being, to generate a sense of metta, goodwill, friendliness towards. Maybe that's yourself, or maybe the benefactor. Or if there's a dear friend who's a particularly rich source of feelings of kindness, caring for you, choosing the next easiest individual that you've considered so far in this process, and extending your good wishes towards them. May you be free from suffering. May you be at ease in your body, in your mind. May you be able to make your way through this world with joy, with comfort. May you be able to know peace and contentment in this life.
And turning the attention now, if the heart feels that it's ready, to this neutral person that you've settled on. Seeing in what ways you might be able to arouse a felt sense of connection with them, since they are someone who we don't know as well. So if we can remember their appearance, bringing it to mind in whatever way we can connect, their face, if we can remember their features, or maybe more of a far away view, if that's how we usually see them. Getting some felt sense of their embodiment, their physical presence in this world. Maybe bringing to mind the activity that we usually see them engaged in. or the work we know they do, or just other mundane circumstances of their life to the extent that we might have some sense of what they are. Seeing if we can connect with that understanding that as little as we know about them, we really do know that they want to be happy. We can really be certain of that, that that same wish burns in their heart, just as it does for us and for every other being. Whatever their circumstances are in life, whatever they might be, they too want to be happy. They too want to be peaceful and content. They too want to be able to be at ease in their bodies and safe and protected in the world, free from danger, free from fear, free from harm. We can absolutely know this about them. So out of that understanding again, Can we find it in our hearts to wish well for them? To offer our good wishes even to this person who we hardly know, or know maybe not at all, just because they're there, just because they have this wish, and they're here alive in this world. May you be safe. May you be happy. May you be at ease in your body. May you be able to make your way through the world in prosperity and comfort. Offering just these same wishes, whatever phrases you've been using for the other beings in your meditation, understanding as we repeat the phrases what the meaning is of what we're saying in our minds, what the intention is behind those phrases, 
maybe seeing as we offer these phrases, if we can imagine this person enjoying those blessings, imagine them happy, picture them healthy and safe, prosperous, May you enjoy all of life's blessings. Continuing at your own pace. And seeing what comes up for you with this new subject. Allowing room for whatever surfaces.
And letting go now of whatever being you've been considering and seeing if there's some way in which you might spread the field of your good wishes. Whatever way you found to be most effective, whether it's considering the specific beings around you here in the room, stretching out your good wishes to include them, seeing how far we can extend that net of our good wishes and caring to the people immediately around us, maybe out through the rest of the room, maybe out further through the rest of the center, to the creatures in the woods, to the east, to the creatures in the fields, to the west, to the neighbors along Pleasant Street, to the north and to the south. Seeing how far we can stretch the field of our good wishes. Out through the state, out through the region, out through the continent. Can we get all the way around the globe? What does the heart do if we ask that of it? How does it feel about that invitation? But just staying within our comfort zone with this. Finding that area that we can really connect with. Or maybe it's more effective to do it in a less explicit way. Feeling that glow of good wishes, that glow of metta in the heart. And seeing if we can visualize or feel it extending out beyond our own bodies to fill the space around us, to permeate the space out beyond the walls of this room, seeing how far we can let that glow spread into the world, into the universe. Can we find it in our hearts just in a very simple way to wish well for all of life within this creation? Whatever that might mean for each being in their particular circumstances, the vast variety of life that we know about, the even vaster variety of life that we can't even imagine. But every living being longs for its own well-being. So can we join them in that wish? May we all of us be free from suffering May we all of us be happy and safe. May we all be able to make our way through this world in peace and joy.
So there's a few, minute for, few minutes for questions. If there's anything you're wondering about today, or if you'd just like to share your experience of working with this new neutral person or any other part of the process. Yes? On that last one, I felt more of the static that I heard in the words that you said, um, that it just seems impossible and unreal to, for me to connect with all those people. I mean, that global universe, perhaps because thinking is getting in the way. I, I, I don't know. I don't know if other people have that problem, but mm-hmm. just Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So the, the comment is about how daunting it seems to be able to actually offer feelings of goodwill and metta to every single being in the universe. <laughs> Does it, has anybody else come up against this? Yeah. <laughs> I know when I, when I first started doing this practice um, kind of in a very structured, formal way, um, I really came up against this. You know, I'd kind of gone through the progressions of individuals, and then I started to get this instruction to, to start spreading it out. And I was like, well, you know, how... You could, I, I tend to have a very literal bent of mind, and I was like, well, asking my teacher, well, should I go kind of country by country? You know, should I do, like, you know, how many compass points should I do? You know, should I spread it in a sphere, or more kind of, you know, just in a grid? Or... <laughs> I'm an engineer by training, <laughs> so. and, and she was just like, "What are you talking about?" You know, like, <laughs> you know, if we if we start kind of getting into that level of it, you know, it's 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 not such a literal thing, I guess, is the point. It's more about just getting that sense of expansion and spreading, and um, you know, not to take it so literally, and and also just that if it, it feels like that's not coming right now, then that's perfectly fine. You know, it's just to really start where we are. You know, to 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 go in the easiest possible way. So I'm, I'm sure Kamala has mentioned this, but you know, if we get to a point in the progression anywhere where we feel like we're kind of hitting a brick wall and the heart is just not ready to open there, it's just not accessible yet. That that's fine. We just stay where it feels comfortable. Hang out there. You know, as long as we need to. I mean, it's wonderful even to just have found kind of one place in this process where we feel we can actually connect. So if it's with that very first person, you know, that's the, the most easiest person for us, um, just to hang out there. Let that mature, let that ripen, let that marinate, you know. And then it's, it's kind of like when we get ourselves really established firmly in one, kind of in one dimension of it, then the heart will start to stretch, it will start to spread. So we can have faith in the process and we don't need to push it at all. And we also don't need to over-intellectualize it or kind of get into too much of a trying to figure it out. You know, how is that possible to actually, you know, wish well for every living being, to wish well for beings that we don't even know, that we don't even know exist. But at some point, the, the heart will be able to expand a little bit more. It's because it's, it's a completely unconditional kind of feeling. You know, it's, it's, it's so radical. It's not even conditional on us even knowing a being or knowing anything about that being, just simply to know that they exist in the world. There's something that I do um, in the, the meditation groups that I lead at home sometimes where we have a basket 
for uh, metta practice or one of the other Brahma Vihara practices. And everybody can kind of drop in a, a slip of paper just with the name of somebody that they'd like to send metta to. And then we just pull the names out of the basket and we just all send metta to, you know, you pull a name out and we send metta to Mary, you know. Nobody knows Mary except for, you know, the one person in the room that put the, the slip in the basket, but it doesn't matter. We don't need to know anything about her. You know, if she's alive in the world, we know she wants to be happy. And that's really the only prerequisite for metta. That's all that, that's all that we need, is just simply to know that that being is out there somewhere. And we don't even really need a name, you know, so we know that this, this whole planet, it's, it's filled with life, it's teeming with life. You know, we don't have any, you know, for me, I'm not a botanist, you know, I don't have any idea what most of it is or where most of it is. And then who knows what's beyond kind of the, the known realm. Um, but I do know that whatever living beings are out there, they want to be happy. So if we can just connect, it's about getting down to that really fundamental level of our shared wish for happiness, you know. So that's a little bit around that. <laughs> Anything else? So the, the um, comment is about uh, sending metta to kind of the difficult forces within us. Um, and he found that that was helpful at some point. Mm -hmm. 
So I will kind of answer your question. <laughs> um, again, this is, this is one of these really interesting cases where um, it's not such a literal practice. You know, in some schools of Buddhism, I'm thinking specifically of, of Tibetan schools, you know, all of these forces within us. You know, we talk about Mara, who's kind of the, the overarching embodiment of all the difficult forces within us, all the sources of suffering. But in some traditions, they really break it down, you know, and there's like a, you know, gods and goddesses for anger and, you know, jealousy and craving and lust and like every single force within us, you know, they, they do have a lot of embodiment of those forces. Um, you know, which points a little bit to, to one thing you mentioned, which is that they're really impersonal. You know, it's, it's not that they're us. So, you know, we can conceptualize them in all sorts of different ways. Maybe we conceptualize them as parts of our own psychology. Maybe we conceptualize them as, as you know, kind of impersonal forces of gods and goddesses that are, you know, have nothing to do with us and what we might actually be. That part of it doesn't really matter. What matters is the opening of the heart. And you know, you're touching on an important point, especially for what we're doing here, which is that this practice is about a lot more than just being able to feel kindness towards specific people. You know, that it does uh, spread out to, to touch everything. So it's not even just about connecting with living beings, it's about connecting with experience. It's about, ultimately, it's about being able to connect with everything. You know, when, when we think about what happiness might mean, you know, one way that we could describe it is it's the, that it's to love every moment of our lives, you know, so, so really at the, at the limit, kind of in an absolute sense, this practice of metta, it's a practice of happiness. It's that practice of being able to love, you know, not just on a relative plane, the beings around us, but on an absolute plane to be able to love everything that comes our way, which is really happiness. So, um, so it's perfectly fine to use it that way if you find it helpful. The, the caveat that we usually offer around that is be aware of why you're doing it, you know, because we can also, metta can also then become one of those techniques that becomes part of the, the bargaining, you know, with difficult states, you know, like I'll, I'll send my knee pain metta uh, as long as it will go away at the end of the sitting, you know, that kind of thing. <laughs> so, um, you know, bring it in if you find it helpful, but just be aware, because you, you kind of, you said um, on a whim. So that's kind of a placeholder for what actually happened, right? <laughs> you know, so, so that we notice if, if we make, if the mind makes that decision to bring in the metta practice as a skillful means at a time when we feel like, you know, we need some relief from whatever is difficult that's going on, that's fine. Just be aware of the process. How did we arrive at that decision? How does it feel as we bring it into play? What's the aftermath of it? What, what effect does it have? So even as you're doing that to, to still keep that connection of awareness with the whole process so that uh, we know what we're doing. We're not kind of blindly reinforcing the tendency to want to escape. We're not reinforcing things in the mind that we don't actually want to be reinforcing by the way that we're bringing that in. Yeah, great. I think we need to, to stop there for now. Uh, there'll be more opportunity for questions later. So, carry on. Thank you for listening. To learn how you can support the teachers and Dharma Seed, please visit dharmaseed.org slash donate.